what I will say, the whole cast and crew, every day we were on set, they were wanting updates about, you know, how's your daddy doing? We're praying. We're lifting him up. And um, every single person just came up to me and was loving on me as much as they could. I've never been able to do that before. (laughs) Switching up roles today, aren't we, Addison? We're keeping people on their toes. Yeah, I'm excited. You get to interview or ask me questions today. Maybe not interview me. We interviewed Lainey Wilson, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you get to ask me questions today. I'm pumped. You know, I felt like we'd get this interview a long time ago because we know Lainey. We've talked to Lainey a number of times and she Mm -hmm. has, but it's just never worked out. I mean, when she says she's really busy, that girl is really, really busy in addition to Yellowstone. Girl is busy. Uh, During our interview, she literally said pretty much just has stayed at her home or slept in her bed a handful of times this past year. So, yeah, a girl is girl is hustling. Uh, Lainey Wilson played Abby on season five of Yellowstone, and that was the love interest of Ryan, uh, who Mm. is played by actor Ian Bowen. And since then, we have we've seen Ian Bowen popping up at all sorts of Lainey Wilson related events including the CMT Awards, which happened just a couple of days ago. Boom, there he was once again, cheering on his girl. Which I know so many people have, you know, did spark some rumors of do they actually have some off-screen romance? You know, what's going on there? I know she's told us before, uh, you know, no, there's nothing happening. So I didn't touch too much on that aspect during our interview, but I did get to talk to her a little bit more about their friendship. And I mean, I think that's really cool that he, I mean, he showed up to a lot of her concerts and she says in the interview, it's very much so it it wasn't, you know, like a, a publicity thing or anything like that, you know, not an intentional plug for the show or anything like that, that Ian showed up truly as a friend and apparently knows pretty much like all the, all the words to her songs at this point, which is, I, I love that. I would like to point out that it's cute that you said some people thought maybe we, you and I <laughs> thought we we talked about that on this very podcast. Like, I are they dating? Because, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we're guilty. We, I think part of what people like about us is we're willing to admit when we're wrong. And in that case, um, we were the offenders. Apologies oh. to Lainey Wilson for doing yeah, so. Yeah, we were, we were really, I think it was a few episodes in that you and I were like really gunning for this. We're like, oh yeah. Set up this interview a little bit. Where was she? Where were you? Um, what were kind of the circumstances? And um, was she in a good mood? Did you guys chat beforehand afterwards? She was, this was her last stop on her. This was her first ever headlining tour. This year, and so she was on the last stop of that. I was in Ohio, actually, and um, sadly we couldn't do it in person because obviously I was recording from good old Austin, Texas, and she was in Ohio. Mm-hmm. But we got to do it over Zoom, which was fun, and literally just a few days. So sh- this interview happened on a Friday when she was mm-hmm. wrapping up her tour. Then Saturday she was headed to open for Luke Combs because she's on his tour now, and then Sunday she was going to then travel to Austin for the CMT award. So it was truly, she was, I mean, so kind that she took time for this interview because 
girl was going boom, boom, boom. And then we even had a moment after we had recorded where it, it takes, we did it on Riverside and sometimes it takes a little bit for stuff to upload. And she was so kind of staying and waiting. But then I was like, Lainey, aren't you? She's like, it's okay. I, I'm just supposed to go eat lunch after this. And, you know, I'll, I'll hang until it's done. I was like, no, girl, you need, you need to go get some lunch. Like you go eat before sound check because that's going to be your one time to kind of like, you know, debrief, de, you know, not talk to anyone and get ready and not have to stay on and let our audio and video load. (laughs) One of the things you guys talk about within the context of talking about Yellowstone is her father and what happened to Mm. her dad. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. get fully explained in the conversation, but maybe you could kind of catch people who aren't totally familiar with Lainey Wilson or what's been happening in her life the past year or so. Yeah. Um, What happened with Lainey Wilson's dad uh, last summer, I guess, summer of 2022? Yeah, so last summer, and this was actually during the filming. I mean, Lainey was kind of to paint the picture here. Lainey was out there filming for Yellowstone when all this went down. And um, for two months, her dad was struggling with a a fungal infection and it landed him in the hospital um, for the duration of those two months. And they ended up taking out the right side, um, or sorry, the left side of his face and his eye. And, um, you know, it, the, just the immense, um, yeah, the impact of what happened there, just how it spread. And, um, during it, she had shared that he had also suffered a stroke and pretty much ultimately, you know, he's, he's not supposed to be here today. And the fact that he did survive and, um, you know, come out on the other side of this nine surgeries in the duration of a month and a half. I mean, that, I truly, I, I don't have words. And, and even when she was talking about it, you know, we, we've known, I think Evan Paul, um, with, you know, our taste of country nights side of things has talked to her about this. So I knew all of it, but just to hear her share that again, and then just the impact of, she wasn't even in the same proximity. She was filming for Yellowstone. And, um, I'm excited for people just to hear her experience during all of this and experience with the cast and how they kind of rallied around her. Because I, I did ask. I was like, how do you not carry everything that's going on in your life into this role? Or how do you and, you know, use it? So anyways, just just heavy stuff. and But cool how the cast rallied around her. Well, well, two things that were a little lighter that we'll get that you get to in this interview that I'm just going to tease before we throw to you completely. Um, you did ask her about her kissing scene. I sure did. Um, And her response is fantastic. And then she talks about her friendship with Kelly Riley, Mm -hmm. who plays Beth Dutton. And Beth made her the strangest gift, but maybe the nicest. It's like the most thoughtful, out of nowhere gift. And it's certainly not something you would expect from Beth Dutton. Um, No. I, but y'all, y'all won't see the video of it. You'll just hear audio. But Billy, did you see my mm-hmm. face when uh, Lainey told me? I literally was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's pretty cute. Um, go ahead and tap the subscribe button or follow and give us a rating or a review. And we do have a more cast interview in, in the archives as well, including conversations with, oh, geez, at this point, we've talked to almost everybody. Ryan Bingham, Tim McGraw, yeah. Jefferson White. Sam Elliott, we had a little time with, um, had a few moments with Harrison Ford before the start of 1923. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving forward, we're just going to kind of do episodes as they come to us and as news breaks with regards to 
the Yellowstone franchise. It's a really fluid situation. Did you have to fight yourself from asking Lainey Wilson, like, girl, what's going on here? Are, are we doing this thing? Is Yellowstone right? done? Kevin Cost? Uh, right. Well, I, I only had 30 minutes with her and I love yeah. just on a personal level talking to Lainey. So I could talk to her for, you know, hours on end. But, I, you know, in previous interviews, not necessarily with us, but with other outlets, she has said, like, I genuinely do not know. Like, I literally do not know if I'm even going to be in the next season of Yellowstone. So I didn't take too much time, you know, talking about that because I knew I was like, I, I want to ask her questions on that. But I also know I'm like, she also probably wants to ask me questions on that <laughs> because she's just That's as true. in the dark as as I am. So I didn't really take the interview to touch on that just because I'm like, I don't want to throw her, you know, something that she also is not going to be able to answer. Well, let's jump right into it now. It's Addison Hager asking Lainey Wilson what she learned from filming Yellowstone season five and then her full experience on the show. This is uh, the Dutton Rules Pot. I've never done this before, Addison. <laughs> <laughs> What's the show called? Dutton Rules. Right? Okay. The Yellowstone yeah. 1923 Pod. <laughs> Why did I give it you... such a big name? <laughs> Remember the time that you grilled me on the fact that I messed up our names? <laughs> and the... now, now who's laughing, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little I'm huh. flushed. <laughs> Taste of okay. grown medicine over there. Take, take take two. It's Edison Hager talking to Lainey Wilson, who played Abby throughout season five of Yellowstone. And we're jumping right in with a question about what she learned on Dutton Rules, a Yellowstone 1923 podcast. What would you say, you know, I'm sure you didn't necessarily have expectations going in, having never done this before, or maybe you did, but what's something after the fact you're like, man, I didn't even like think about this that now, you know, being in the acting role, it's like, I don't know, just something interesting that you didn't even know. I will say that I found a lot of similarities between what I do on a daily basis mm -hmm. and um, in the acting world, even when it comes to like learning your lines um for me it was almost like learning a song that i didn't write mm -hmm. and um and just being able to really just kind of communicate that without over learning the song you want to be even on stage when you're singing you want to be able to throw the line to the audience um and then feel it and mm -hmm. um it's a lot of hurry up and wait just like it is on the road when you're trying to get to a show you know you get there way in advance and then you've got all day until showtime and it's the same way on set I mean you you get your hair and makeup done and then you go get on set and you might wait five hours before you do uh you know a 10 minute scene so um I learned a lot about myself I learned just a whole lot. Um, a lot about the cast and crew. Incredible people. You know, yeah. I feel like I've um, I've met some of my favorite people, not just in the music business, but now in the movie business, too. It's pretty wild. When you said you learned a lot about yourself, what is one thing that you kind of took away from this? Well, I will say in the middle of filming Yellowstone, my daddy was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And... He was in ICU. He, he spent two months in ICU in Houston and fighting for his life. I mean, the doctors told us he's not going to make it. There's a big chance he's not going to make it. So I was dealing with that. Professionally, I felt like, man, I'm in the best spot that I've ever been in. You know, I've been in Nashville for 12 years trying to do this thing. And I felt like I was on top of the world when it came to opportunities. Yeah. Um, but personally, 
man, me and my family, we were going, we were really, really going through it. And so while I was filming Yellowstone, we were dealing with that. And actually, um, I was in Houston with my daddy standing next to his bed. And, um, I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to film. I can't do it. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And he woke up just in time, um, before I had really made up my mind. And he said, I do not care. He said, I don't care if it was my funeral. He said, if you got a job that needs to be done, you better go do it and not come back until it's done. And I was like, whew. Um, I, literally, okay. I, just, I was like, wow, wow. I know. And so, you know, I, I had to kind of pull up my bootstraps and I had to think, you know, what would he want me to do? And my parents have done everything in their power to help me see this dream through. And, um, he never wanted to come in between that. So I, I don't know. It, I've learned, I learned that I had to, I had to find that courage from a place that I have never actually had to dig down so deep mm -hmm. and find. Um, and that actually does exist. It's in there. And, um, whew, I, I don't, I hope I don't have to pull it out as, yeah. <laughs> as much yeah. anymore, but it's in there. Well, I think it's one of those two of, you know, some people always say, you know, you don't know how tough or, you know, what you are capable of until you're put in it. And I feel right. like that's literally that situation of, you know, you, you think, oh, you know, could I do it? And then you realize like when you have no other option, um, yeah. I think that's, it sounds really rough for better or worse. And I'm so glad your dad's doing better now, but I, you know, I think that that's like a sweet moment of refinement. And I say sweet with like, you know, it's hard to say sweet and you're like, that was a really hard time. But like you just said, you learned so That's much right. about yourself because That's of that. Right. Is there anyone cast wise that helped you? I mean, I, I think I've never acted before, but I think it would be hard to not bring that into the set, you know what I mean? Into Abby, uh, what's going on in your personal life. Did anyone in the acting world on the set kind of give advice of like, hey, here's maybe how to compartmentalize or here's how to use that and channel it yeah. into character. Um, I will say none of them gave me advice about, you know, compartmentalizing. Um, I feel like I was kind of able just to do that anyway. Um, and I feel like there has been other times in my life when I'm on stage and I'm singing, um, that I'm going through things or a breakup or whatever, and I've got to compartmentalize and you just got to do whatever you got to do to get through it. But I will say the whole cast and crew, um, Every day we were on set, they were wanting updates about, you know, how's your daddy doing? We're praying. Yeah. We're lifting him up. And um, every single person um, just came up to me and was and loving on me as much as they could. And that's truly, I think, what also gave me the strength to keep on pushing through. And, um, yeah, I, I made friends with people who are going to be my friends forever. Um, Kelly Riley, who plays Beth, she, you know, she's a good person. I, I laugh and say, I thought she was going to put me in a headlock the first time <laughs> I met her. Um, but the truth is like, she made me bath salts and she loved on me. She encouraged me. She lifted me up. Um, just good people. Also, I love that she's making bath salts. Me what? too. I know. <laughs> I know. That is so random, but I also I love that. I know. I know. It's cute. Yeah, what's a memory that you have specifically with her that on set or that was just really sweet that you kind of take that just maybe describes y'all's uh, yeah. just friendship outside of basketball? Well, <laughs> yeah, well, my very first interaction with her um, was on the ranch because my first scene in the show is is with her. 
Right. And I was like, well, this is a, a great way to rip off the Band-Aid. You know, I've never acted a day in my life, and now I'm about to do a dang scene with Beth. Like, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Um, but honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't go back and change it at all. Um, when we got to talking, we were so just amazed by each other's accents because, you know, she's British. Yes. Yes. And so me and her, <laughs> we were, like, looking at each other. We were just like... We needed a translator between me and her. Um, I was like, I love your accent. She's like, oh, I love your accent. She's like, I was hoping that we could be friends on the show. And, you know, it, she's just just a great person. And, um, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know if if the cast and crew was, was going to be like, who is this girl and what does she think she's doing here? Um, because I had never acted. But... Mm-hmm they were actually already fans of the music and because I believe Taylor Sheridan was, was a huge fan and believer and supporter and has helped me any way that he can. I feel like um, the cast and crew saw that and it acknowledged that. And that's why they made me, made me feel so welcome. Dang. That's amazing. Also, I would like to say that was a really good British accent. I don't think I've ever what? heard anything about your current accent. I mean, you're not your current accent, your accent. Maybe not I'm British like- and you just don't know it. Maybe I'm, hey. Yeah, this is when you, uh, yeah, tell the world, actually, guys. Yeah, I've been faking it. <laughs> well, I feel like sometimes, too, uh, on social media, people are like, is that her real accent? I'm like, yes, oh, I, I have talked to me many times, and I promise that you're, you can't fake that. So it is real. It's real. <laughs> that would be, that'd be too much trouble trying to do this every single day. Yeah. Like, if you talk to my mama and my daddy and my granny and everybody at home, they all sound just like this. So I'm not alone. You're like, it's genetic. <laughs> it is. I, let's talk Ian Boehm, who plays Ryan, your, your love interest. I want to hear, how did we prep for, obviously, you guys have an on-camera uh, kiss, which I was in theater in high school, and I had my very first on <laughs> or. I guess on stage kiss in front of, you know, grandma and everyone. That's real fun. But there's when my theater teacher, she was like, there's like legitimate, like, it's not like a normal kiss. Like it's literally dynamically, you know, you want it to look a certain way. So how did like, were you just small talking with Ian of like how it's going to go down? Like, I want to know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, he clearly knew this was my first rodeo and I knew it was not his. I didn't know if you needed to communicate about those things. I did lay some ground rules. Um, I was like, don't do this, don't do this and don't do this. And he was like, whatever makes you feel comfortable. And, and that's what I love about him. Um, like he just, he, he kind of let me just do my thing and he was just, you know, but it was interesting them being like, well, you got to make sure that you face this way and there's going to be a camera over here. And like, you got to make it look real and you got to make it look passionate. But there were so many different thoughts going through your brain, you know? Um, And of course you're doing it in front of 500 people. You know, you've got (laughs) all the extras on set, you got cameras in your face and, but he made me feel so comfortable. And yeah, just like you said, it is a completely different thing. It it wasn't like a, a real life kiss, you know? Um, Right. Yeah, but Ian Bowen, just he's just a good old boy, and I appreciate him. What were your, when you said, don't do this, don't, what, what were those things that we listed like, off to? do not put your tongue in my mouth. I told him that. I said, do not. And I do not do that. And he said, whatever makes you feel comfortable. I was like, well, that first, that's that's the number one. So, and I, I just didn't know because, you know, when you're reading the script, it just says, uh, passionate kiss. 
and I'm like, well, I can't go in there and just half-ass it, but I can't go in, you know, I'm just, you just don't really know. So at the end of the day, it just kind of was what it was. Start French kissing. You're like, oh, that wasn't part of, that wasn't part of the scene. I'm confused. (laughs) No. I love how he has been, uh, at least when I've seen it on social media, I love that he has come to a lot of your shows. I think that's really, really sweet. I know you've talked a lot of just (laughs) y'all's friendship, but. Has that been something that he has kind of just inserted, yeah. it, inserted himself and said, hey, Lainey, I'd love to come to your shows. Like, what has that been like? Yes, he actually has become a, a big champion of mine and one mm-hmm. of my like biggest cheerleaders. Um, he's introduced my music to a lot of folks. And he just really loves the music. He mm-hmm. really does. And he's like, he's became friends with a lot of my crew. Um, you know, everybody from my tour manager to my photographer and, um, everybody just loves him and and he loves them. So he's come to a handful of shows now. I brought him out on stage and everybody gets so excited when I do that. Um, I mean, people are just, just obsessed with the show and, um, it's really cool to watch, but yes, he, when I forget the words, I can look down there at Ian and look at his (laughs) mouth and he knows them. So we all good. That is amazing. It's like he stepped into his, his world and now he's stepping into yours and yeah. it's like also showing up, it's which pretty is cool. cool. It is. So y'all, so y'all keep up. I mean, obviously y'all keep up. He's up. Yes. And shows. I think we just have that, that mutual um, respect for each other because I mean, we are both creatives um, mm-hmm. in different ways and we know how hard it's been to, to get to this point. You know, everybody's got their own journey and story and, um, yeah, it's just kind of one of those, like, tip of the hat to each other. Like, I see the work you're putting in. I see how hard you work for this. I know how talented you are. And I'm going to cheer you on no matter what. Yeah, I when you were with Evan Paul at Taste of Country Nights, and you had shared that, I think he had asked you specifically, he was like, have you, did you take anything from set? And you had said, you're like, no, but I did use, was it the deodorant? Was that what it was? And the razor. And the razor. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. No, I'm surprised the the razor was not like dry rotted. I'm sure it's been in the set in the bunk room since probably I mean the first season, of course. So it's been in there for years. And I was coming off the road. I was doing good to be there. And I was wearing a strapless shirt and I was like, I did not shave my armpits and I definitely need some deodorant. And I look around this bunk room, this bunkhouse, and I'm like, Well, you know, the Lord provides. <laughs> I mean, so you didn't get like tetanus or something. I like, that's where my brain is. I was like, cowgirl up, cowgirl up. Here we go. <laughs> I know a few things you may not know. Insert my song here. That's right. That's right. I was either going to take that risk or you were going to see something on the camera you didn't want to see. <laughs> and you're here to tell about it. So it turned out that's just it. fine. I'm not proud of it. It just happened. <laughs> Hey, no, I I love it. I love it. Is there anything about the bunkhouse that people might not know outside of your uh, momentary use of the razor and uh, deodorant? It is even cooler in person than it looks um, on TV. I will tell you that every square inch of of the bunkhouse um, is just it's literally decorated to a T. Cool. It, I mean, you see, like, even Miranda Lambert's uh, poster hanging up on the wall. Yes, I saw that. 
it is is so awesome. It really is. It's like, um, I don't know. I guess when you when I was you know watching the show and I had not been on set yet, I figured mm-hmm. that there would be like a big portion of the room where you know where they set up their cameras and stuff. But the truth is, the entire thing is set up like a bunkhouse. So they just kind of get into a corner of it and um and shoot from there. So it's it's awesome. What is one random thing outside the Miranda Lambert poster? Which, you know, now that I'm thinking, we should have talked earlier when you were actually on the show. You should have left, like, your photo somewhere. I don't know. You might have done that. But I feel like you should I have just, like, have. <laughs> you left I'm sending there. one. I'm sending a poster. They better put mine on the wall, too. Please. Yeah, what is something random that you saw on the in the bunkhouse that you're like, who would have hmm. thought to put this in there? I don't necessarily know if I remember anything that, I was like, what in the world? But I will say when they were not filming in the bunkhouse, the bunkhouse is where everybody hung out. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I literally walked in there and people were like taking naps in the beds in the bunkhouse. Um, so like I was like, a- they're actually putting this to good use. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. It was. Oh Amazing. Well, yeah. Send them. Send them a photo. I want to see your face. I want to see your face in the bunkhouse. It's happening. <laughs> Pivoting a little bit um, towards a topic that I'm sure you are. Well, I'm not sure. I know you are well aware of um, your rear end being all over <laughs> social media. Was that? Was this a marketing tactic by any way, shape, Absolutely or form? <laughs> it was not. It just so. I remember heading home for the holidays and I remember getting on TikTok and seeing a couple things. And I was like, what in the world is going on? Um, First of all, I'm like, I can't believe y'all just noticed I got a big old butt. It's been back there for years. Um, I'm like, it it spread like wildfire. It was, it was crazy. And I thought, surely, you know, this trend will, it'll last for a week or two and it'll, It'll be gone, but every now and then I'll stick it on TikTok and I'll see my my big old butt all over the place. But I just really got to the point to where I was like, you know what? I've worked so hard um, to be here, and mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this thing out. You know, if you got introduced to my music through my big old butt and you stuck around because of the music or the big old butt, then whatever. <laughs> Hey, as long as you're streaming my songs, oh, perfect. I'm like, I'm okay with it. it was, it's been interesting. Um, but, you know, I, I always go back to how would Dolly Parton handle this situation? And yeah. um, she would embrace it. She would laugh about it. She would make poke fun at herself. And mm-hmm. um, I think she's done a really great job with that when it comes to her assets. <laughs> yeah, literally. Well, and to affirm you in any way, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching the way that you've like leaned into it and done, you know, little plays on it. I think it's truly, what would Dolly do? I think you're carrying very much so that out. Well, and, and I'll take it, you know, I've, I won't, um, I was like, this is a moment for me to just kind of lean into body positivity. Um, I think everybody struggles with that in their own, in their own way. Um, and yeah, I'm like, Mm. I, I, I feel like, I got to just kind of raise the flag and be like, girls, no matter, no matter what you look like, you can have a little butt and you can have a big old butt, but rock that thing no matter what. And if somebody got something to say about it, it is what it is. Yeah. 
you should, I don't know, oh, you might be doing this, but I feel like you should make a song that is almost a play on this whole situation. Oh, we got something up our sleeve. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can expect a butt song. I don't know if that's really what you want to title in. I'm sure that could go so many different song. ways. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bell, <laughs> bottom country. Um, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, congratulations on your getting to do your own headlining tour. So amazing and just so pumped for you. Of Thank you. I tell people all the time of you were my very first interview ever in country music. And just to get to watch you from afar grow. And now you are have two buses. You're doing your own headlining tour. What is something that getting to do the tour itself has kind of, you know, now you're wrapping it up. Today, right? Today's Today. the last day? Today is last Today's day. Today's last day. Yep. Yeah. Well, two questions to that of, you know, when this airs, obviously it will have already been done, but what is like one thing that you refined yourself as a performer that as the lead um, was a, maybe a little bit different? And then two, what is bittersweet? I will say, um, I feel like every time I step up on that stage, I, I learned something. Um, I learned something mm -hmm. about just life in general. Um, the people out in the crowd and even myself, um, you know, I'm, I feel like no matter if it is 20 people or 20,000, I always get nervous. Um, and I feel like that's actually a good thing. I feel like once I stop getting nervous, I maybe should be a little concerned because I, I care so much about this. I care about mm -hmm. taking it up there on that stage and leaving it all out there on that stage and, you know, I truly feel like it's an energy exchange between me and the crowd. I feel like, um, you know, a lot of folks are like, your music helps helps me get through things. Uh, but the truth mm -hmm. is, they're helping me get through things, too. Um, it yeah. feels like this this big old therapy session. And so yeah. um, I have learned that for me, it has been fan by fan. Um, hmm. we have played all sorts of venues throughout this entire tour. We've played smaller ones. Um, you know, last night in Milwaukee, we played, um, to 4,000 people, but hmm. I truly have watched just even in the last few months, I feel like I've watched my dreams come true right before my eyes. And, yeah. and I'm so thankful that, you know, we did do this smaller headline and tour just because, um, I want the OGs to know that like we're on the this ride together and yeah. that's the way that it's felt. It's felt like, you know, hand in hand, um, we're going to run to the finish line together. And I, I truly do have, um, some, some of the most loving, um, genuine fans. And I'm talking about everything from little girls to old men. Um, it's really crazy how across the board, uh, my fan base truly is. Yeah. What is bittersweet about tonight? Do you feel like you've been able to, and I feel like this is so hard because it's such an adrenaline rush and all the above, but do you feel like tonight you're really going to be able to kind of soak in the, like the impact and just everything that this moment is for you? I feel like tonight is going to be the night where we're just kind of tying a little bow on it. Um, yeah. And just yeah. be like, you know, here we are. I mean, a year ago, you know, I had a hard time selling a ticket. We had mm. a hit with Things a Man Ought to Know. We had another one coming out with, um, you know, Never Say Never with Cole Swindell. It was about to go number one. We had won two ACMs, but it was still not really connecting. 
And mm-hmm. I think it just takes the stars aligning over and over and over again. I think a lot of it had to do um, with the record coming out. I think a lot of it had to do with Yellowstone, um, with my butt going viral. It was a combination of a lot yeah. of different things. Yeah. And um, even doing the song with Hardy. And mm-hmm. tonight, just it's, it's going to feel like one of those nights of like, even though you have been at this for a really long time, um, you know, the truth is we have, we've come very far in a short amount of time once it actually started working. Um, mm-hmm. And if it keeps moving this fast at this rapid pace, I'm excited to see what the next six months even look like. It's hard for me to wrap my head around. Well, and you just did your first stadium performance at AT&T. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, I'm like, yeah, but yeah, speaking of like, we just keep going, keep going. First off, yeah, vibe check. How we doing? I don't know how you're still living currently, Ooh, but. Girl. I mean, I'm tired. I'll tell you that. Um, I slept in my bed in Nashville a handful of nights last year and, and same for this year. But these are the moments. These are the moments that, you know, we've worked our fingers to the bone for and prayed mm-hmm. about. And um, I don't know. I, I feel like the adrenaline right now is, is getting me through. And I'm so glad to be out there with Luke Combs. I mean, he's been a, a buddy of mine for almost a decade now. And just to yeah. see that he is out there singing in front of 60,000 people and he is exactly who he is off stage as he is on stage, that's inspiring to me. Yeah. When you were at AT&T Stadium, the video that you had posted, and I, I got choked up and I was like, Addison, this is not even you on stage currently, but you were singing Heart Like a Truck and it was the moment where you stopped singing and the fans carried the the lyrics. What was that? Best describe the emotion behind that. You know, when you're writing a song, of course, you kind of dream about people singing it back to you and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you specifically for Heart Like a Truck, we were writing that from a real place. It was in the middle of the pandemic. Um, we didn't know if shows were ever going to come back. And just hearing that being sung right back to me, you know, it's like what you, it's almost like what you put out into the world is going to come back around. And that's the way yeah. it literally felt. Um, it felt like we put this out and now it's just coming right back at me. And it's almost like, um, I was trying to teach myself something as I was writing the song. It's really just kind of a reminder of like, you got this, keep your head up. You know, um, this song is about strength. It's about triumph. It's about not being ashamed of the scratches and the dents and the bumps along the way. And to hear people singing that back to you, it's almost like they're reminding you of it. Hmm. The question I have for you is I, I had asked this to you at the CMA Awards uh, at Radio Row before you had won all your awards. And I had asked, I said, what's a splurge purchase that you would do if you won? And you said, I, we were talking about how you were very much so like, I think you literally said a tight wad. I think is that verbatim. You, your sunroof was leaking. Did we fix the sunroof? And will we maybe fix it if, oh. I got rid of that vehicle. It's out of here. <laughs> Ram hooked me up. Heart like a truck is in a Ram commercial now. I got me a Ram truck. <laughs> I'm not as much of a tight water, you know, like I'm, I'm starting to do some, you know, of course, 
I'm always like, how much is that? No, we ain't doing that. But I feel like, I don't know. I'm like, you know what, Lainey, treat yourself every now and then. It's okay to do that. Wait, that's amazing. So not only did we, we like, uh, we got a completely new car. Good. I'm, I literally, I was there saying, no, Lainey, we need to, like, let's do something to celebrate it. So I am all here for the car. <laughs> Congratulations. I know. God love it. I mean, I, I love that vehicle, but, um. It, it feels good. I'm, I'm driving around a, a Laramie Longhorn, and it's beautiful. I'm putting all the boys to shame. I got, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. You have to run and jump into it, but that's all right. <laughs> You're like, I might have to, yeah, get ready. My love of your uh, vertical is getting really good. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, two last questions for you before we wrap up here. What are you looking forward to going into, you know, you've said before that, you know, a, sometimes people ask you, you know, what is it to have all the success and, you know, what has that felt like? And I love how you've said, you know, you've always known that you've wanted to do this and, um, you know, you haven't necessarily known the path of what that would look like, but it's always been a dream of yours. And to pursue this is like, not by chance, if that makes sense. Um, so like getting to show up at the CMT awards, it's a fan based or it's a fan voted award show. What is kind of a sweet, I guess maybe the word is like a sweet surprise in just kind of looking back at this career so far that you've had. And we are just at the beginning um, of what, yeah, what all this kind of, you know, moments like that mean to you. Oh my goodness. Um, Of course I've dreamed about these moments, um, but I didn't really even know what to expect. And I feel like if I'm being honest with you, it's changing daily. Um, Hmm. Yeah. But I have, I feel this genuine support and love, um, from my fan base, um, from the music business just in general, um, whether it's folks in Nashville or whether it's, um, country radio, it does not matter. I feel this, like people are, are just wanting me to win. And I don't know if, if every artist gets the opportunity to feel that genuine love, because I mean, people who work for other artists and are on other teams, they're truly like, we love you and we're so proud of you. And, um, it's just this, it's an overwhelming feeling of, of that, of that genuine love and support. And I feel it, um, to my core. And that's something that I guess I, I didn't expect to feel so deep, Yeah, but it's true. Well, and I love too that you can receive that. I think sometimes it's, at least for me, sometimes, you know, when people affirm you or, yeah. you know, whatever that might look like, sometimes I'm like, oh, thank, you know, thank you. And wanna, it's almost kind of a weird, you know, to receive, but it sounds at least, you know, maybe to some extent, I'm sure there's sometimes where you're like, oh, oh but yeah. I like, I love that you're, you're absorbing it. And I think too of, um, <laughs> just to affirm you of, I think that speaks a lot to who you are and your character and all the above of just um, people rallying around you of, of who you are. And so, um, yeah, I just want to encourage you in that as, as well. So, Oh, I um, will tell you, you know, I, I feel like, of course, I do have imposter syndrome every now and then. Um, totally. I think we all do. But, mm. yeah, here lately I've, I've kind of in a position where I'm just like, just say thank you, you know, instead of mm. doing those those negative thoughts in your head because, Lord, we are what we think, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I've gotten good at when people, yeah, I what I tell people is, you know, if they 
compliment or whatever, I go, thank you. I received that. I'm like, I, I accept that. that. <laughs> yeah. I received that. So you can, you can take that. <laughs> I love it. And then last question I have for you, kind of wrapping up with the whole Yellowstone TV world. Would you do slash, do you have anything cooking TV or movie? worldwise i'm definitely interested in diving more into that stuff i've learned that i really just enjoy being creative um yeah like you mentioned earlier you know songwriting is always going to be my number one but i am mm -hmm. definitely down to take on another role of some sort um you know def me and my manager we talk about it all the time of and it's just about figuring out what the right opportunity is and i feel like that kind of just it shows itself eventually um, I, yeah. I want to do a role where I'm actually not even playing a musician. Um, yeah, I think that'd be cool. I think kind of showing another side of me. Now, I don't know if they told me I need to change my accent. I don't know if that's going to happen. You got the bridge down though. So you do have one other option. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the only line I can do. You don't want to hear me do any more British. <laughs> yeah, I got that one line down pat. That's it. <laughs> You're like, sorry, I need about two years in advance so I can learn the yeah. script and yeah. Yes. <laughs> Lainey, thanks for hanging with us. Always fun to get to talk just music, but also hear more about Yellowstone and, and your encounter with the razor and <laughs> all, all the all the fun that the bunkhouse holds and it's been fun watching you on on Yellowstone play. I, I mean, you play yourself in a way, but you're also playing obviously a character, Lainey. But it's been, I mean, Lainey, uh, Abby, sorry. <laughs> you are Lainey. <laughs> hey, same thing. It, it really did feel like I was pretty much uh, playing myself. And um, I'm, I'm glad it was that way, at least for my first rodeo, just because, you know, uh, but I'm, I'm excited to, to dive in and try something that's maybe not spot on. That's Lenny Wilson, and I'm Addison Hager. Rate and review the show, and thanks so much for listening to the Dutton Rose Podcast.